This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Remember, repeats of the program start 10 p.m. Eastern time on AMI-audio and on AMI-tv. Check us out. AMI-tv has us on a repeat 1 a.m. in the morning, 6 a.m. in the morning on AMI-audio. Wherever you're checking us out across Canada, welcome to the program. And around the world via AMI-audio, we appreciate your time as we march closer to Christmas and remind you next week we aren't on the air live. Whatever content fills our space, including us, repeats of us, hey, man, give it some time. Take a listen, and uh, we'll we will catch you back in the new year. But lots ahead. We'll even talk about our Friday show shortly because this week, as usual, as we march into the holiday, the Christmas break, a pretty special show for you. Rummy and I'd like to welcome in from Vancouver, Mr. Grant Hardy. Hey, I'm Grant Hardy, and welcome to the Headlines segment. I tackle everything from health and lifestyle to accessibility and tech. I have it all right here on Kelly and Ramia. Producer reporter Grant Hardy always bringing to us some interesting things to talk about and fill out this segment, as usual, with um, a lot of stuff that makes you sometimes, Grant, say, wow, mm, let's talk about that, and we're going to do that today. Welcome back. Thank you. A little bit of a heavier topic before we get into the fun and games here of the holiday season, but uh, this uh, credit also goes to you for this, Kelly. And uh, just a content warning for uh, discussions about mental illness, suicide, and medical assistance and dying. Um, so it turns out that Canada is actually set on March 17th to expand medical assistance in dying to people with an, uh, in, uh, mental illness. And proponents of this are giving an argument that I have not even considered, considered, which is that allowing people with incurable physical illness and disabilities to carry out made without giving that consideration to people with an uh, ir- irremediable mental illness amounts to discrimination on the basis of disability, which is sort of an interesting one. Uh, but critics counter that there is insufficient evidence to predict whether or not someone will recover from a mental illness. Uh, there are some comments from Ottawa that this ex- uh, expansion is not a certainty and that they may sort of talk about pausing it. They're kind of flip-flopping back and uh, forth uh, because the repeated fear is that doctors and nurse practitioners would use their own personal values to assess eligibility, and it may not be possible to distinguish a made request from someone who simply wants an assisted suicide. It turns Mm. out there's not even really a very clear, like, definition of even really what the difference is. Uh, And also some of the people who are criticizing this uh, are patients who just say that on a, like, structural basis, struggling with suicide, uh, struggling with depression, there simply isn't the care, the tools, or the support available out of the public health care system. One person quoted in the article who has struggled with depression since her teens uh, and has attempted to take her life before um, mentioned that she was not able to get help until she went to a private 
healthcare service years and years later, but ultimately was able to get help. And it was that hope that kept her alive. Here's what your thoughts are. I'm, I th- believe you guys know from discussions on the show that I'm, I would say I'm primarily opposed to made in, except for incredibly specific situations where people have maybe planned this out years earlier where there's some sort of either incredible uh incredible change in their life condition or or an incredible amount of pain and and discomfort and disability that makes living just unsuitable which could not be resolved if society had the correct like structure and support Mm -hmm. i'm highly uncomfortable about this and really opposed to this because we know that mental health support is not appropriately provided in the public health care system. Yeah. Yeah. And that core foundational issue with me that you pointed out and that, you know, at some point or another we've discussed before, which is uh, who decides, right? Like you're, you, people are in positions where they might feel Uh, that at that moment, almost as a reactionary thing to the lack of support, to lack of um, uh, social support or medical support or anything, like even just friends and family, like any kind of support system that they think made is the only option left for them. But then you, you hear about, okay, but how, then who, you know, approves that or who um, extends that into making it a legitimate situation and there's no real one-size-fits-all answer to that grant and clearly they haven't put enough uh effort around the decision making and why it's important to even think of that as a nuanced conversation like i it frustrates me also because i know that this seems this kind of feels like which is so ironic but it feels like a band-aid fix to a much, much, much deeper problem. Yeah, no, it does. It, it feels like a an easy way out and yes. a, a Band-Aid fix less so for the victims of a mental health struggle, but for, for society. Yeah. It's, it's an easy answer to something that we have, like, solutions for now. We just don't – we're not applying them in the public health care system. We Oh, we've yeah. just decided for whatever reason we don't have the resources to look after mental health which doesn't really make sense because it's you know just as important as physical health so it feels it feels a little bit to me like a solution that might help t- dare i say take some of the ugh, i almost don't want to say it but like take some of the essentially assist the healthcare system in sort of dealing with people, but not assist the people Mm. who are struggling. Exactly. And the thing is, it's irreversible. Like, we're not talking about um, even things like um, facilities or institutions where we can have an argument or have disagreement on whether this approach is okay or not okay. Do we uh, take people out, put people in? What kind of, how can we change? Like when we're talking made, there is no turning back for people who have uh, gone through it. You know, there's, there's literally no way to come back from that. So we're just 
essentially saying, like, how long is this thing going to go on for before we start understanding that our, our awareness is bigger than this? I think you get into a position of slippery slope. Yeah. The issue that well, you don't know if someone can be cured, if someone can be helped, we don't know because we don't have a crystal ball to see the future. We don't know if an injury miraculously that may be causing a person or persons in the world pain in two years might be eradicated because of a breakthrough technology, a breakthrough medication or a natural um, remedy that we, we haven't even imagined. There's so much we haven't, we can't imagine that's going to happen in five years, let alone stuff that we couldn't imagine five years ago that's here now, whether it be medical or, or breakthroughs. So I think we get concerned about making that mistake. Like you said, you can't come back from assisting someone's death and then later find out a month later, hey, I didn't know this was out there. We didn't know, the doctors didn't know that this was a new breakthrough that could have helped this person. But I think what we have to remember too are the red tape that keep people in the position of wanting, needing, as far as they're concerned, their lives have been this for years, the pain, the, the troubles, they're ready to go. We think about this with seniors that are maybe 85, 100, 95, 100, that they know I'm ready to go. If it's my time, I'm ready to go. And we just say, well, they, you, you kind of know. And we accept that because of all the years and stuff like that. But we're unsure, especially when it comes to mental health, do they really know? And I don't know how anyone can really know, whether you're dealing with pain, whether you've just right. been in an accident, whether you, I, I, I don't know, because that's my situation. If I were in a situation where I was that person, I might darn well know, I'm done, man, I'm done. And it's hard to well, believe that one could know that and feel that way. Go ahead, Grant. Yeah, exactly. And I think that basically sums up, you know, my belief that, mm. you know, if you tell your friends, your family, you know, when I turn like such and such, like, this is how I would like to have a, you know, sort of dignified end to my life, whatever. Well, I'm in right, sound the mind. Right, resuscitate you, order yeah. that people yeah, yeah. have often that, that they put plan. in, of course. Mm -hmm. I yep. think that's absolutely fine. The, the issue with mental health primarily, even looking at, you know, like, I'm, of course, this, you know, wouldn't apply to minors, but just looking at, like, you know, teens or, or young adults who, are, are mm -hmm. taking their own lives who think that things are yeah. so hopeless and irrecoverable uh, that we we know, dare I say, that with the right therapies, the right support, you really, even hearing from survivors like who have tried to take their lives and, and been unsuccessful, uh, that, you know, things can really turn around. And, and that's frustrating. Yeah, well, that's the slippery slope that I meant that as we, as we make it, Easier cutting away the red tape for those living in such conditions where they're sure that we also have to account for those who may say, what makes you so sure that 45 year old knows more than me at 19? I know I'm ready to go. And these are the slippery slopes that we're afraid of and try to circumvent. So we don't have that. So we do give a person, look, please take a chance. Let's see what, 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 we, what we can work through with counseling, with this, with that, with this medication. And there are those who just say, no, I'm ready now. They're afraid of making it so easy that it's a sign on the dotted line. And, you know, we don't know. Is that what the person really wanted? Mm. And right now we're stuck with people who take their lives um, and we're always asking that question, if they could have, if I could have known, if we could have, if, 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 and it is, it is, and we are going to lose people who are so sure they're done and we're not sure. As much also, of those biases it was a that you talked about. Well, and it's like the biases yeah. you mentioned, Grant, about the doctors. 
Yeah. All right. You're, you are right. We're human beings. We all have biases. Yeah. And what we, some people have, we've heard people say, if I were blind, I wouldn't want to live. Well, yeah, exactly. And we, we see that with people who, you know, maybe lose a sense, lose an ability, you know, have a, a breakup, you know, have like whatever else happened to them that say like, that's it. I do not want to continue. And it's hard to say, no, you're wrong. Or we're not going to let you make that choice. But we know too, that oftentimes with the correct support, the correct tools, whatever it is, good cognitive behavioral therapy, medication, counseling, whatever is needed that you can really turn things around. So that's, mm. that's definitely yeah. the issue for me. It's tough because we have rights to do certain things in our world. That one would argue, well, if you're going to take away someone's right to think this through as much as they can and, and decide they're ready for an assisted death, but you're going to let people parachute and take the chance. There are those who would put it in that same context of, are you not making a decision that could be fatal? Sure, this is a person saying, I am okay with this decision. And one would argue, well, I'm okay with taking the chances parachuting. And I don't know if somebody in that position would even remotely suggest that I'm just making a ridiculous comparison. I, I don't know. I'm not in that position right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Fantastic. Um, if if you'd like me to squeeze in one quick other thing here, uh, I sort of have a... I don't think we have not the quite time enough time already, today. no worries. Not quite. We've got about a minute, Grant. Um, so, but anything you want to say in closing? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know that I can really wrap this up in sort of a, a warm and fuzzy uh, way. Uh, however, uh, we do have some great holiday content coming up. Really looking forward to Friday. I'm going to be back on yeah. for a little bit of fun and games to kind of take a yeah, mind off. What are you off. doing on you know? Friday, Grantly? Oh, oh I, I got nothing. No, no. No, I'm just kidding. Well, nothing? Uh, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's Quizmaster. We, we know who's not part of the quiz. Can't believe you got oh. away with that. I, how did we, what, how did we decide on that? We I didn't. We need to... He politely stepped down. It was so kind of him. I volunteered <laughs> to make room for Grant, he's, Rum, before, all of our contestants. We wow. hadn't even gotten to the discussion it's, of quiz. And he's like, guys, before you say anything, I am willing to sacrifice. Myself. It's because he's so kind and selfless. I, I never even it's thought of that gift. when you said that, Kelly. It's he loves my, us so much. Yet. I admire the way you got out of that. I didn't even think about that at the time. <laughs> Proactive stepping down. Exactly. Well, hold on. What was the first part of that word? Pro. Anyway, Grant, thanks, pal. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Thanks. <laughs> Wonderful topic, of course, Grant bringing us headlines. We do this on Mondays and Wednesdays on the program. Really appreciated the conversation. Hope you did. And and um, for those out there, you know, we 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 hope that we explored it. Um, in, in a very respectable way. And if you have thoughts, please do reach out. Let us know. We, we're always curious what people think and what we're talking about. Coming up after the break, Star Wars plans to translate the original 1977 Hollywood hit into the Ojibwe language. Corinne Van Dusen joins us. She has more about it on our Entertainment Report next. Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramya return with more in a moment. Hi, I'm Ramya Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. <laughs> 